Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, Ring Doorbell Camera users have the chance to win $1 million this spooky season, they're calling it, by submitting their best extraterrestrial ring camera sighting. The Ring Million Dollar Sighting Contest is underway now through November 3rd for U.S. residents who capture, quote, unaltered scientific evidence of a real extraterrestrial life form on their indoor or outdoor ring device. These submissions will be reviewed by an extraterrestrial expert and will be judged based on creativity, humor, engagement with a ring device, and other criteria outlined in the official rules. Ring users who enter the Out of This World contest will be in the running for a $500 Amazon gift card. And they said that alien costumes and accessories, homemade spacecrafts, and extraterrestrial-inspired communication with your ring device are highly encouraged for the contest. Okay. That's so basically, cool. you're like get a fake an alien sighting with your ring camera and try right. to win money. Dude, let's do it. Oh, Does everybody have idea. one of those? Does everybody let's have a ring camera? It. I can't. Not my accomplice. I don't have a ring. Yeah. yeah I have something else. We oh, can borrow do. punches. We got yeah. him one for his wedding present. Let's right. do it. Oh, that's right. We did get him that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have one. I know, like, you, you could be somewhere and you hear that noise coming from somebody's phone and it means that, like, do, somebody do, was just do. at their door. Yeah. yeah. I don't have that. I'm not allowed, like, in my complex. Well, no, and, and you live in a, an apartment complex, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have one. Nope. Right. We should put uh, one in, like, the hallway at work and do this. Well, we kind of have a um, sort of a variation on the vending machine that's empty. No, no it has <laughs> to be a ring. That's the whole point. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It's funny. So true. I went to that vending machine the other day. I'm like, God, can I like Oh, no, but they have the, uh, the, the, hot, the hot spicy pistachios, which I would have totally eaten. Those that's things the are only good. thing left. Yeah. I'm talking I about like the vending machine. Like yeah, the vending machine. machine. Camera. There's nothing. Yeah, those things are good, those hot spicy pistachios. Mm. No, they're delicious. I love them. My favorite flavor of pistachios. Really? Yeah. They are delicious. I'd like to have some pistachio gelato. That sounds pretty good right now. Ew. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Pistachio gelato. No, it's amazing. It's a thing. It's a thing for people, yeah. It is a thing. It is a thing, but it's not a good thing. Yeah, I was like, it's not a thing for me, you know? It's a phenomenal thing. Pero is muy bien, pero. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. So... Cappy pistachio. Yes, pistachio. Do you like mint yes. too? Ice cream. I do. Mm. Well, we had this whole conversation. Greg yeah. loves pistachio stuff and, and mint. mint. Yeah, yeah. I like mint. I never really thought about pistachio gelato, but a couple of years ago, um, I went to a wedding in Italy, and every Ooh. single night, every night, I had pistachio gelato, and then I became like addicted to it. And then there's this um, this brand in the grocery store. I can't think of what it's called. Talenti. Does anybody know if I'm right? Yes. Talenti. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Their pistachio gelato is incredible. George, by the way, yesterday when Laura incredible. and I incredible when Laura and I were over in the Grand Central uh, dining hall, I don't even know market. what you really Grand call Central it. Grand Central Market. Yeah. Dude, I was about to buy you a key lime pie because it looked incredible. It did. But you know what, George? It was a forty-six dollar pie. I wasn't buying that pie. Yeah. yeah, he saw it. He's like, oh, I want to buy it for the George, well, you, but... You know, I saw it. It said $7, and I'm like, I'm going to buy this nice pie for, for $7. For a slice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying a $46 pie. He brought $60 empanadas. That That's is true. true. I did do that. But I brought $5,000 worth of Jersey Mike sandwiches <laughs> two weeks ago. To, but you didn't... Did you? You literally brought two sandwiches. No. I brought $5,000 worth of Jersey Mike sandwiches, and that, by the way, was a grand total of five giants. That's all. You bought two giants. Don't five lie. grand. And there were five giants. 
You can talk to Tyler. You can talk to DeAndre. You can talk to you can talk to Chris. You, Chris no. didn't even have his. He left it in the fridge. No, whenever. he gave it to to he gave it to Lindsay Baseball, and she was walking around chomping on that thing. Yeah, I ate, I ate like a mini size of it because there's like four minis in a giant, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I did. Dude, five sandwiches at Jersey Mike's, a hundred dollars more. I don't think that's true. Yeah, a hundred percent true. Five giants, each one's like twenty bucks. I'm telling you. I'm telling crickets, you guys, crickets, you guys, crickets. you guys don't buy giants at Jersey Mike's. I, know. I don't. I don't. Yeah. They're I cute. Yeah. They're I too know. big. Why would you buy that many giants? Is the question. Uh, what I do is I get them to scoop the bread. You know, once they scoop the bread, I feel like I'm having less bread. I can eat the entire thing. Right, but then but you're still eating a giant-sized version of the bread. Even I know. If scooping it's just, it. just a massive sandwich. And then afterwards, I'm like, why did I do this to myself? This is why my belly is flopping over on the Bedia guys' oh taco stand. Yeah. That's why. Uh, you know whose belly is not flopping? Tell P- me. Puka Nakua. Nope. That kid's built like an Adonis. <laughs> and he just racked up another award. NFL Rookie of the Week for the second time already this season in four weeks. It's amazing. It's yeah. truly amazing. If you tell me a guy is a number one overall pick, and in the first four weeks of the season, he's got two uh, rookie of the week kind of honors. You're like, yeah, well, I mean, look, he was the number one overall pick. Or, hey, he was a first-round pick. Or, hey, he's on a really good team, and they've got a really good quarterback. This is a guy who's a fifth-round pick from BYU. It's it's yeah. a mind blow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a- you told me he was good, he, he's a nice player, he's good, he's caught a few balls, he made a score a touchdown. But this is a guy who's week in and week out has emerged as your number one target. Yeah, and he's going to be, according to what Kirk Morrison told us yesterday, and it seems like the Rams are insinuating as well, he's just going to be a 1A and a 1B with Cooper Cup, at least for now. Yeah, I'm curious if Cooper Cup's going to come back this weekend. Do you think he is? I, I think he is. I don't, know about, I don't know about this weekend. I wouldn't bring him back this weekend. I would. Um, I would bring him back against the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the more popular opinion. Which, which, by the way, everyone's talking about the Cardinals, and we have chalked it up, including myself, as a win. Not me. But they've played everybody really tight for the most part this year. And they beat Dallas when everybody said Dallas was the best team in football after the first two weeks of the season. So I'm not writing off the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I'm just not going to do it. I, I think that those guys will come out, they'll play hard, they'll compete. Um, James Conner, their running back, I know that guy. I know him pretty darn well, as a matter of fact. And that guy, there's no laying down and dying because, oh, hey, we're going to tank for Caleb. Those guys are going to play like pros. So it is no automatic guaranteed victory. I don't think there's one game on the schedule unless maybe, maybe the Rams were playing like the Bears. I mean, somebody really horrendous, you know? Maybe if they were playing the Broncos, somebody really awful. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd chalk that up as auto victory. By the way, the Broncos are playing the Jets this week. It's the whole Nathaniel Hackett, get your name on my mouth bowl. Oh, my God. That, you know something? It's so funny you say that because that game was one of those games that people looked at at the beginning of the year and go, oh, man, can't wait for this one. But since there's no Aaron Rodgers it's a and, and since the Broncos gave up 70 points to the Dolphins, it's like, yeah, nobody really cares about the Nathaniel Hackett bowl now. Yep. It's a dud, buddy. Yep, that's right. It's not. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what game I'll be watching this weekend. And what that's game? Vir- Virginia and William and Mary. Yeah, for like a minute. No, I'm I'm gonna watch Porter, that game. You're well, locked listen. in. Nine a.m. You're locked in. Well, you know, you have said it many times. When you show up to a college football stadium, oh, I, your city's winning big. Like yeah, that that's how it, it works. So I'm guessing city. the week after the uh, the Idaho Vandals will win big. Um, I actually like you calling that game. By the way, I think that'll be. Fun. I do too. I, I, it's like a little bucket list thing. Like if you're a college football fan. Kibby, Kib, the Kibby Dome is what they call it. That's what it's called, the Kibby Dome. It's like one of the coolest little domes you'll ever see. Like, um, so Sonny Dykes, you know Sonny Dykes, the mm-hmm. TCU head coach. You know, yeah. they went to the national championship last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, he coached there very early in his career, like maybe At like, Idaho. Um, yes, against Idaho, uh-huh. and and went there and said that it was one of the loudest places he's ever played. <laughs> Even though it's only sixteen thousand, the way the place is built, the way it's the the roof is kind of low for a dome, and it's like it, the, he says the sound just reverber, reverberates off of everything. So he he said he went there when he was coaching. He was the head coach at Louisiana Tech. Um, so yeah, I, I've heard, I was told like, make sure when you're broadcasting a game there, like even if there's only 6,000 people there, it's going to sound like 60,000. So make sure your headphones are turned up high. And you, you say that Idaho is playing Montana in that game. Is that Yeah, right? that's a big rivalry. That okay. part of the, those yeah. two teams. Yeah. And then what's the uh, school up there? Uh, Northern somebody 
that has produced Trey Lance East, and Carson Eastern, Wentz? Oh, no, you're talking about North Dakota State. Yeah, North yeah, Dakota yeah. State. So well, Eastern those... Washington is also very good, and they're in that region, too, in that conference, the Big Sky. They, uh, that's where Cooper Cup went. Right, that's right. They're the red field. Correct. Yeah, but, but you see, I think, um, is Eastern Washington and Idaho and Montana and Northern whoever, um, are they all part, are they 1AA, which is now called something else? Like, is that subdivision? It's FCS. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So are they yeah. all part of that same thing, Eastern Washington, too? Yes, Eastern Washington is too. I can give you. Hold on, off the but top North of my Dakota head. State, they're like the class of that whole league or that whole area. But I'm telling you, man, Montana and, and Idaho. Yeah. I, listen, well, North Dakota State tangent, is not in the Big Sky, though. Who isn't? They're not in the Big Sky. North Dakota State. Okay. Do they play Idaho, the same Montana, level? Montana State, Sacramento State, which just beat Stanford, UC Davis, okay. uh, Weber State, which is in Utah, Eastern Washington, Portland State. Uh, who got blown out by Oregon when they put up 80. Remember 81, that? 81, yeah, first um, week of the season. Idaho State, Northern Arizona, Cal Poly, and Northern okay. Colorado. By the way, hey, Northern Arizona also has an amazing indoor uh, stadium, which is like the highest yeah. uh, of any stadium in college football, and that's an awesome place to play. And you just mentioned Cal Poly, and um, I wish Cal Poly had a better program because they have a very, very cute stadium and an oh, yeah, awesome yeah. It's campus. A, and it's a cool campus, yeah, for sure. Um, but in regards to um, – so that'll be fun. But in regards to the Rams and the, and the NFL this weekend, Cappy, um, I, I, I look – I wouldn't play Cooper Cup to answer your question until I know he's 100% healthy. Now, McVay actually had like a funny line yesterday when he was he, – he looked at the, the sheet right, right in front of right. him and it said Cooper Cup was limited and he mm-hmm. laughed. And he's like, I'm not going to give you the coach speak because, yeah, it says here he's limited, but he's not going to want to be limited. He's going right. to want to go be a full go. Well, um, here's the thing. If you think that you can legitimately – well, hold on. Let's start with this. If Cooper Cup is fully recovered – and by the way, George – I'm trying to remember the first day, that Saturday afternoon that you and I were at Rams. Oh, my God, it was camp. the first week in a camp, yeah. That happened that day. He yeah. got hurt that day. Right, so, he was supposed to come on with us, and then he didn't come on. And we were like, um, we're going to have so-and-so, whoever it was we had on instead. Ernest Jones, I think, Yeah, maybe? I think it was Ernest Jones, yeah. And then you were like, well, what happened to Cooper Cup? Right, and then and then all the Rams PR people were like, shh, shh, shh. We don't want you telling everybody that we he had to leave practice hurt. So, right. so everybody was like trying to really like not <laughs> – you know, talk too much about it, but yeah. it was pretty obvious that Cooper Cup had left that practice hurt. Okay, what yeah. was the date of that? Do you think? Um, man, I when did like training August, camp start? Or, we're first week of August. Somewhere. Okay, so August, and now we're through September. It's probably been about eight weeks since that first injury for Cooper Cup. Then, if you yeah. recall, so that was August fifth, I believe. Okay. But then he came back, and he was practicing when the Rams. I want to say were playing. Uh, they were practicing with the Broncos. Yeah, in the he pre-season. tried to come back a couple weeks into the preseason. Yes. And he got hurt again. Right. So from the start of the injury, call it eight weeks ago, um, and then the, the mishap along the way, call that about six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. If Cooper Cup is full go, if Cooper Cup is in uniform, I play him. Because you know what? If you could score the upset against Philadelphia at home with Cooper Cup returning to the lineup... Yeah, that changes the trajectory of what your season could look like. And yes. that's why I would play him if if he's really ready to go. If if you tell me, hey, look, he's 70% and he's not ready, okay, fine, he's not. But if you tell me, hey, we think he's as close to 100% and he's dressing for the game, freaking yeah. play him. Coming up next, Cappy, we've got a critical stretch here, according to pundits, for Josh McDaniel and his tenure with the Raiders. Plus, we've got burning questions with the Lakers. Blake Harris is going to join us at 545, our Dodger Insider, Radio Tinder at 530. Lots coming up. Stick around. 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You know, Cappy, there was a scene in that movie where uh, Bradley Cooper could have used an extra pair of underpants like you. You have no idea what happened to me the other night when I was leaving Craig's. Did you see this movie or no? Yep, saw it Oy. one time. No. What happened to you when you left Craig's? You just, needed to go poop. I just had major problems. <laughs> we were talking about underpants yesterday. You yeah. really needed them, apparently. Just had ma- and, dude, you have no idea. I was like, am I going to make it or am I not going to make it? Can we, then, just get you, we can just get you, like, adult depends when you're well, in the car. You know what I was going to do? I was, yeah. I was driving um, from West Hollywood back into downtown L.A., going to the East Central, my downtown crib, and I was in Koreatown. And I was like, you know what? This might be a desperate situation, but I may need to, uh, I may need to call in a Hail Mary here and uh, call over to Dead Meow 5 because he lives in Koreatown. And I was going to hit him up in the circle of trust and go, bro, I'm in your hood and I need your can. Where are you at? Find a Starbucks, bro. Yeah, I usually like to find a hotel. You know me. I like a hotel lobby. Okay, bougie. Yeah. Anyway, back to you, George. Thank you. I was going to say thank you, Christopher, actually. It was what I almost said. <laughs> um, Cappy, where do you want to go? Do you want to start with the Raiders or the burning questions with the Lakers? No, I want to start with the Raiders. We'll get to the uh, the Lakers coming up. But I definitely want to start with the Raiders because I, I love a good drama. The Lakers, it's, it's two, three days into the preseason training camp. There's no drama yet. Right. Um, all right. Well, there, there's plenty of drama, I feel like, with the Raiders. So Richard Sherman on his podcast says the Raiders are wasting Max Crosby's career at this yeah, point. Really? Um, he says, I don't know if it's going to be the Niners, the Jets, the Cowboys. Uh, somewhere like that is going to use him and get him the spotlight he deserves because, my goodness, he's wasting away in Las Vegas, and you hate to see it. Oh, give um, a break. So, what do you mean give you a break? I mean, you let don't me think ask he's you wa- something. They're wasting his career? I mean, well, he's really ask, good. L- let me ask you something. Do you think they're wasting Devontae Adams' career? Yes. Do you think that they're wasting Josh Jacobs' career? Yes. Okay, so they're not good, right? Right. And their best players, their careers, they feel, are being wasted. Well, they haven't said that. This was well, Richard Sherman's Well, perception. actually, Devontae Adams did say it. Well, Devontae Adams has, has actually said that. The other two have not said that, have not vocalized that. I know. I guess what I'm saying is Sherman, I love Richard Sherman. Bro, tell me something I don't know. You know, I mean, he's a great player, and they're a bad organization. Sucks. Yeah, I I mean, it just feels like that place can't ever get it right. You know what I mean? And if you're Josh McDaniel, how many years does he have left on his deal? Let me see. While you look that up. It's got to be at least two or three more. Yeah, while you look that up, let me say something. You know, you mentioned Richard Sherman in his podcast, right? Yeah. Um, Last night, I'm leaving downtown L.A., and I saw on Twitter the Club Shay Shay podcast. Oh my God! Beast Mode. Four years, ten million. Oh my goodness! Per year, ten million a year. Yeah. Josh McDaniels makes ten million a year. Mm-hmm. I thought you were saying four years, ten million, mm-hmm. two and a half million a year. I was like, wow, no, that's no, really no. cheap. Forty. Forty million dollar contract, and he's in year two. For Josh McDaniel, bro, he ain't going anywhere. Right, Seriously. they're not going to pay that. He's not going anywhere. They're already paying Gruden ten million a year. To not coach. Right, right. Although I think they were, weren't they trying to get out of that? They might have been trying to. I don't know if they did or they didn't, but my point right. is, is $10 million a year for Josh McDaniels is ridic. Feel me? Yeah. Ridiculous. If I say feel me a lot today, just know it's because I was watching this Club Shay Shay podcast last night, listening, watching. Mm-hmm. I am in love with Marshawn Lynch, have been for many, many years. But did you hear what he, any of the, the stuff He's he talked the about? He is the best. Did you hear any of the stuff he talked about on this Club Shay Shay podcast, George? You got any not, exposure no. to this? My yeah. favorite story is this. I'm an hour and 15 into like a two-hour podcast. My favorite story is this. He wants to call Russell Wilson and go, hey, man, look, I know it was a tough game. Let me, you know, just pick you up a little bit. You know, and if it, I have a bad game, you pick me up. Yeah. So, so Marshawn By the way, says, real quick, just for uh, posterity, they are still paying Gruden. Okay, got it. So they're definitely not firing him. Right. So they say to Marshawn, uh, Marshawn says to the PR guy with the Seahawks, hey, um, I don't have Russell Wilson's phone number. Can you give me his phone number? And I'm, I'm going to call him. I want to you know, pick him up a little bit. And the uh, PR guy goes, hold on, I'll have him call you. So Russell Wilson calls Marshawn Lynch, but Marshawn doesn't answer the phone because it says blocked number. Or a private number, right? Yeah, he, the, the, his story was it said blocked number. 
Right. So so now he says to the PR guy, "Hey, what's the deal, man? I thought, you know, I thought he was going to call." He goes, "Well, yeah, he said he just called." He goes, "Well, that was a blocked number." So the story is is that Russell Wilson didn't want his teammates to have his phone number. Oh no, I believe that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, and by the way, he's not. There's other players. Um, there's an NBA player um, who remained nameless, and it's not LeBron. So I'll start with that um, because I know that's immediately where you were going to go. Well, no, because we've had players on that have signed with the Lakers as free agents, and I've asked them, "Hey, have you heard from LeBron?" And they were like, "Yeah, dude, he texted me, and it was cool." I, uh, you know, so right. But I'm just saying there was uh, there was a story in the NBA in, when when LeBron was in Cleveland, yeah, that there was a a player on that roster who for a few months the teammates did not have his number. I would take. Can I take a guess that it's Kyrie? No, I don't care. You don't Why? have to. Why? It's well, Kyrie. you can guess, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. I don't care. Not. I think it's Kyrie, and now I just believe it's Kyrie. I don't need you to tell me if it is or it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. You're my quarterback. You're my yeah. teammate. I can't have your phone number, bro? Really? Oh, yeah, my that's, God. That's ridiculous. Marshawn Lynch, I swear to you, I never, yeah. I've never, i never seen Club Shay Shay. I love Shannon Sharp. I, am, I'm, I love Marshawn Lynch. He's one of my all-time favorites. And, dude, I don't care if he's sitting there drinking. Well, what's that drink he was drinking? Sounds real French and smart sounding. Like Cavassier. Chevalier. Some kind of cognac, Chevalier. I don't know what it was. And he's smoking big fat doobies, right? And he's and they're getting drunk, and and Marshawn's getting high. And don't let the vocabulary fool you. That dude is smart. He's a Bennett man. I love Marshawn Lynch. Shout out. So Josh McDaniels can't be fired because they can't afford to. Correct. And it, it Russell be- Wilson doesn't. Do you think that? Well, I mean, the Broncos gave him his own. Um, you know, gave him his own office for yeah, God's until sake. they took it back from him. Right. <laughs> the thing is, is this seriously on the Raiders? If you're paying a coach ten million a year, and you've given him a four-year contract, yeah, and he's in year two, right, and you also gave him the quarterback that he said, "Hey, I I can work with this guy." You're now screwed into the coach and the quarterback, probably at the very least this season and next season, at the very least. Oh Mark yeah, Davis I would agree is, with that. Mark you're at Davis least you got to go three years with him, right? Yes, yes, yes. You're, he's Mark Davis is not going to fire Josh McDaniel. I, I mean, I can't see it, and I'm only saying that because you know that the Raiders are not the Rams financially. The Rams and Stan Kroenke, man, he's a multi gazillionaire. Right. Mark Davis is kind of holding on by a thread. And I don't mean that like he's broke and he, he can't eat at his favorite restaurant. No, but restaurant, compared to, to the other, most of the other owners, right, yeah. Right. I mean, he's still getting his chicken at P.F. Chang's. You know, he's still getting that, that general chows. Is that what it's called? So's. Is that what, how you pronounce it, so's? So's, yeah. Really? I, I used to think so. it was general Tiso's chicken. Mm. You could probably have that great wall of chocolate, that really good dessert they got there at P.F. Chang's. Mm. That's really good chocolate cake. Anyway, he ain't firing him. Yeah, he's not firing him. So let's talk about something that's a little more uplifting. Would you Would you rather do that? Sure. Laura, uh, but can, you did, can, give me, but you give did me the say NBA there was a stretch. Music, you did, I just want to say, you did say there was a stretch. Green Bay at home, New England at home, at the Chicago Bears. Well, if they, if they don't win at least two of those three, their season is toast. Yeah, I mean, they're the, one and three right now. I'm not saying they're toast yet, but... But if they, they, if they end up only with only one win out of the next three... And they're two and six. That it's over. Yeah, they could at least look forward to playing the Giants and the Jets early November. Yeah, right, but that's it. Terrible? It's over. They've got a soft schedule. Like if they don't come back now, it's over for the Raiders. Like it's over, over. Yeah, over. I mean, I'm looking down the line here. At Miami, dead. Kansas City, dead. They're playing Minnesota. I don't. I. I mean, who knows with Minnesota? You never know. The Chargers. They could beat the Chargers. We know that. At Kansas City, late in the season, dead. They might finish like with four or five wins, the Raiders. And that's what I predicted at the beginning of the season. I was called a hater. Don't hate. Celebrate. No, it's not hating. It's just being real. They're not good. You're I mean, anybody could have saw this. Anybody with two eyes that was not, you know, colored in silver and black, you know, paint and glasses or whatever, like could tell you that they weren't going to be good. Like who thought they were going to be good? But they know, have but good I players. Like, no, but it doesn't matter. You don't have, like, you can have a few good players. Doesn't mean you're good. I mean, they have a couple. They have a, a handful of Pro Bowl players. But they don't have a quarterback. 
They don't have a, they don't quarterback. Have a quarterback. But the other part of the equation is not just that. Like, if you look at their t- – like, there are teams that have good players that aren't good. The Steelers have good players doesn't mean they're good. Well, they also I feel like if you look at their, lo- at their rosters, I feel like – Talent-wise, the Raiders on Wait, paper the Steelers are, are the team. perfect example who beat the Raiders, okay? They have T.J. Watt, who's one of the best pass rushers in the game, Max mm-hmm. Crosby. They have George Pickens, one of the best young wide receivers in the sport, okay? They have Devontae Najee Adams. Harris, who's an, an incredible running back, but they can't get anything going. They don't um, have a quarterback. Right. Kenny Pickett's not good. Nope, so not that's yet. where they're at. Yeah. Like, they're not good. You know, it's funny Just, you say that, though, that anybody with two eyes could have seen that this is the way it was going to be. So today I'm on a call with a guy. And I said, hey, man, I really want to show this to you. And he goes, you do know that I'm blind, right? I'm like, yeah, I know you're blind, but we're on a call. You tell me to send you an email. You texted me. I mean, I, 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 did I say something wrong? Hey, I want to well, show this I, to you. There, I mean, there's got to be a way he, for him to, to take in this stuff, right? I mean, Wait, did you, why did you lay this on me right when we have to go to break? We need to talk about this later, okay? Can right. we bring this back up, how, you, right. you, how you offended down, a blind Cap. person at 6 o'clock? Can we do that there? I didn't mean to offend the guy. Okay, let's do that there, but talk about my our friends at Yamaha where Lindsay is first. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks, Christopher. I don't know about this. I didn't even even know the Bernie Mac theme song, but it's a great show. Dude, Bernie Mac. I ain't afraid of y'all mother effers. I ain't scared of y'all. Love Bernie Mac. One of the yeah. all-time greatest deaf comedy jam moments, Bernie Mac. I ain't afraid of y'all mother effers. You know what I'm talking about? I am. I, uh, I am aware of what you're talking about, actually. I okay, just want to make sure. Baseball, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I ain't afraid of y'all. I know you're not. You're not afraid of nothing, Kepi. You tell him, girl. Except for Chris Morales. I think you're afraid of him. And he just a little freaks bit. me out. He just he just weirds me out. He weirds you out. <laughs> I guess you guys probably weird each other out, huh? Yeah, probably so. It's a creepy lovey relationship, you know. All right, so this is an interesting story that I heard uh, Mason and Ireland talking about today with Michael Thompson and Pepe. Welcome back, Pepe. By the way, a day Hello. after Drew Holiday said that he wanted to retire as a member of the Bucks, he was traded to the Trailblazers and then the Boston Celtics a few days later. Mm-hmm. And obviously, trades are part of the business and it's part of the job. His wife shared what it was like for her family to hear the news in an IG post. She wrote, "On Wednesday, my husband took a nap. He woke up to the news that he had been moved to Portland. No warning, no heads up, not even a conversation that it could be a possibility." Just, it's done. Now move on because it's not personal. It's business. All of this is personal to us. It's our life. I'm not sharing this to say we're entitled to anything. I'm sharing this to say that we are human beings whose kids develop friendships with other kids in our community. We are people who value family and friendships and invest in the cities we play in. We don't just take from the city we play in. We give to the city we play in and we give our all. Um, So she seemed to be pretty upset about this. And obviously, like, there's a level of, you know empathy i feel like for her but do you guys think that the bucks did drew holiday wrong by not giving him a heads up about training up swipe left or swipe right george um 
All right, so I'm gonna t I'm just gonna attack this from the human aspect of it, okay? Uh, so I'm gonna swipe left and say that they did not uh, treat him like a human being who helped them win a championship. Uh, they acted very cold and callous in that regard. Unfortunately, what I would say is uh, there's a flip side to this. That's the business you signed up for, right? That's part of the equation. However, it is pretty fascinating that it was days earlier where they talked about like Drew Holiday being like there and he was talking about being a buck for life and wanting to stay there after winning the championship a couple years ago and and and, you know, finishing his career there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's not like they didn't believe that he was part of that fabric as well. They traded a lot for him a couple years ago. So and I get so that's part of it, too. Like I if I were him, I wouldn't have thought that I would be on the move in that scenario based on what they gave up for me based on the fact we won a championship and yeah we had a disappointing season last season but I don't know if Drew was really the reason um to blame um so I, I would feel like whoa like I'm be it feels like I'm being scapegoated here and then like shipped off when everyone was telling me I'm good to go so there is that I get that part of it um and then the family part I get too. Like that's just the unfortunate part of being, you know, involved in sports, right? Regardless of whether you're a player or a coach or whatever, like that's that's just the unfortunate business you sign up for. It doesn't make it any better. And I'm not trying to um, condone whatever behavior she's upset about because it, it did feel callous and cold, but that's the business, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, I'm. Uh, when my, when, what was the question again? Because I'm now I'm confused as to which Wait, way I do, want to swipe. Well, well, basically, do you feel like I the mean, Bucks did him dirty? Yeah, you know, I'll say, I'll say this. I'm usually the guy that goes, "Hey, man, tough. It's a business, you know, and and this is professional sports, and that's why there's so much money." I would just say though, in this case, hey, when you're a player of his caliber and you've had the success that they've had, and he's been a piece of that puzzle, just an ounce of human respect would be, hey, listen, this is completely unexpected. Right. Sorry to say this. Just have to a you, conversation. But right. we have an opportunity to get, you know, Dame. And you know what? We're going to go for it. And you're going to get traded. Now, look, you're going to go to Portland and you're not likely going to stay there. So there's a better uh, there's a better end site for you eventually. But at least just give a man a, an ounce of a heads up, especially yeah. again, if you're a lower level player and you're like the 12th guy on the bench and they just they're just trading you like a bag, a bag of basketballs. Who cares? But a player of his magnitude, I think, deserves just a little bit of respect. So out of curiosity, George, do you know if, like, basically they are saying they found out through the media, like through seeing it on TV and Twitter and whatever, and that they yeah, didn't get called first. It. Do you think that that happens a lot these days? Uh, it happens, yes. I would say that that happens more frequently now than before. By the way, this is also why, you know, LeBron, when he was getting ridiculed many, many, many years ago for leaving Cleveland... Uh, and then leaving Miami to go back to Cleveland and, like, all that stuff. Like, this is what he's always said. It's like the teams move players around all the time. <laughs> and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it's just the way it is. And so, you know, we want to have some of that power, too, to be able to just say, like, okay, we want to move. We want to we go places. We want to have mobility. Um, and just because we were drafted somewhere doesn't mean we need to stay there or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if it's called free agency in that particular time and case, which is what he was talking about. Um, for a reason um, so it, it, and now we then that got pushed to a point where players maybe were doing it to the point where there was a lot of backlash right players with multiple years left on their deal um, people were upset about Anthony Davis a couple years ago and he only had two years left on his deal and then we had Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons with four years and James Harden's done it with multiple years so and I think that's being curtailed some I guess now potentially but yeah it's um it's just a weird dynamic and a kind of a back and forth between players and owners in that spot. By the way, I love Morales' um, side commentary on the group text saying, we didn't get a heads up when it's time, and at least Cappy won't. <laughs> uh, he's so mean sometimes. Just don't get it, though. Just don't even understand where the joke is. Well, did you know that like when Mason and Ireland, when they got axed at wherever they used to be, John knew and he didn't tell Mason. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I thought well, Mason maybe knew right. that maybe Ireland right. was getting whacked. Maybe and then, you're right. Yeah. I think and you're then right. Mason kept his job and Ireland got whacked. Would you guys tell each other? I'd I would Cappy. tell George. Aw, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's adorable. You guys are looking out for each other. That makes me happy. Yeah. 
Well, we have, a t- we, we have a 10 year plan. I mean, it might, it may, may, may make Chris break up with me like he did with Key, but I would tell him. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have it. Like I said, we have a 10 year plan, but it doesn't look like it's going to get there. Dang that picture. Morales Why do you say that? Sent. Well, because Morales has it out for me now. Morales has got this thing. What did you do? What did you do to him? Oh, yeah. He sent a picture of Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, that does like, dang. <laughs> Cappy, I thought you guys were tight. Like, why are you guys going at it today? Uh, I don't know. Chris is, on, Chris is on one today. I think he's on the NAD+. Plus. <laughs> maybe your your lack of NAD+, plus and maybe he did get it. Maybe that's what's, like, causing the Trudell does look good in that photo, though. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you feel Chris looks? Dang. Look, looks good, too. <laughs> I feel, if anything, Bergman looks a little slovenly there. Oh, really? Oh, leave Greg alone. I'm just saying, compared today. to Chris and... and uh, <laughs> I and, mean, uh, they're both like sharp dressers, like yeah, very sharp dressers. Chris though. was telling me about the damage he did to himself over the birthday period. I never noticed it, but this picture. Now you're noticing it. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I gotta get him working out. Yeah. All right, uh, nice anywho, what's next, Lindsay? Okay, so this is a complicated story here. An Airbnb host has found himself caught up in a complicated legal battle to try and remove an unwanted occupant who's been living in his property rent-free for more than 541 days. Oh, no. A judge has ruled that he has no legal right to evict the woman. So here's what happened. The man started renting out his guest house without having a certificate of occupancy or a permit to build a shower. Oh, no. And because of that, according to California law, it was not a legal rental. Mm. So... The landlord oh rented the guest house to this guy for six months at, or this woman for $105 a night, and it was $20,793 in total. Well, then when the tenant's Airbnb stay ended on March 19th, 2022, the landlord was trying to be nice, so he was like, oh, you know what, I'll give you another month to find a place to live, because apparently she needed that. Well, then the woman just stopped paying. And then she contacted the Department of Building and Safety, which identified the two code violations, the lack of approval for occupancy and an unpermitted shower. So basically she was like, aha, I'm going to get this guy and I'm going to report him. Mm -hmm. So now he can't get rid of this woman, which is insane. Like, I don't even know how this is going to be resolved, but it's a crazy story. Do you guys have any rental horror stories that you personally experienced? Oh, dude, I, I have a friend, I swear to you, going through a rental disaster right now. Listen to this story. You ready for this? The tenant says, hey, I want you to use my security deposit as my last month's rent. Well, well, hold on. Wait a second. What happens if there are things that are not right when I go back in and I don't have any security deposit? Well, that's also not legal. I don't think you can do well, that either. I, well, but, but here's what happens. Then people squat. Okay, you want to you evict me? Go ahead, evict me. How long is it going to take to evict somebody? Six and months. If, yeah, it's like six months at least. And, and there is the problem. Is that is that the, the tenant in this particular instance? And look, there are laws to protect tenants, and there are laws to protect landlords. Mm-hmm. In this instance, the tenant is taking complete advantage of the situation, and now is saying, "Well, I don't want to pay the last month's rent, and I'm just going to leave." And then you have no recourse. And so I have seen this before. Um, that's that that lady. Listen, I have a friend of mine who has a company, and all the people that worked there were apparently independent contractors. And one guy, they had to let this one guy go because they were they were cutting budget. This guy was like, oh, really? You guys let me go? Well, turns out now my neck hurt really bad because I was sitting in front of a computer writing articles for you. Now my neck is all messed up, and I should have been an employee. And now they're suing. This guy is suing the company. Like, people, they, they, get, they feel like they're wronged in some way, and their only way to get back is to immediately create some sort of, like, outrageous litigation. I, I feel know, like this this lady, it sounds like she knew like the laws and that she like Loop planned old. on doing this yeah. from the beginning because there's a the law is like if somebody lives at somewhere or um if they stay somewhere for more than thirty days, then they're considered a tenant. I think it's thirty days in California, and they're not a guest. So, oh no, that's the that's not just in California. That's oh. uh, that's in a number of states. I know yeah, that but, California has very strict. Like the laws tend to favor the tenant in most cases in yeah. California. But where she was smart is now saying, "Hey, this wasn't a legal rental." You know, right? And exactly. That's, that's where crazy. this guy's totally months. screwed. He's yep. screwed of his yeah, twenty grand. What is he going to do? No, well, he's he, gonna, he'd be better just get her out. I'll tell you what. You well, leave. that's the thing. She won't leave, and so that's his problem. She's already paid the twenty grand in rent, and now she won't. Or well, he lost that because she was paying rent for six months, but now she won't leave. And it's like, how do you get her to physically, like, you can't legally evict her. How the hell do you get her out of there? What well, do you, you do? Gotta, like, you got to, like, maybe, like, um, create a leak 
in the in the place, you know what I mean? And like the place gets flooded that's and criminal. she can't live there. No, the, but that that's now to Lindsay's yeah. point, that becomes a criminal thing. Yeah. yeah. So what, it's why, a whole what do you do? Thing. Thank God you're not a landlord. I don't know. I'm just thinking about no, what else you would be in jail. Like, what's my recourse? But man? I was You'd thinking, be in jail. Like, what, what do you do? Literally, know, what like, do you do? Do you uh, like put creepy spiders in? in no, the call Judge Judy, bro. I mean, yeah. the, the spiders actually that might that would drive me out. Yeah, call same. Judge Judy, bro. But you know what though? It's crazy. Like, so my complex where I live, it's like a nice complex. But they were telling me there's people that have been there for a year without pain and they can't evict them. Well, because That's with wild. the yeah, because of the laws too with COVID and everything, and the city is so backed up. Yeah. With evictions because of COVID, I mean, probably yeah. in the entire country is. So yeah, it's, I mean. But- I, I, yeah, it is what it is. What are you going to do? We got to go, though. We're way over the break, um, and we got Blake coming up next. So I don't want to – we always run over, and we end up screwing Blake out of time. So let's not do that again um, for the 50 millionth time for this poor kid who does a, a fantastic job for us. Uh, tequila Mandala is what this segment is brought to you by our friends, an award-winning tequila for an award-winning segment. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Today was Get Funky Day. Come on, come on. Yeah. Feel it, feel it. Uh. By the way, I got to just say one thing, George. I have so much respect for Mark Wahlberg. You follow him at all on Instagram? Uh, Not really. He has this tequila brand. And he is grassrootsing his way across the country, showing up That's at grocery stores. That's how Tequila did it. Yeah, he's showing up at grocery stores and high-fiving people. I'm telling you, I just, I just give credit to guys who are willing to get out there. Well, you're not giving me credit, huh? I'm the voice of Tequila Mandala. Well, you deserve credit, too, but I, and, I, and you're a guy who likes to press the flesh. I like that about Mark Wahlberg. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know who presses Respect. the flesh for this occasionally is Blake Harris, our Dodger insider. He's joining us now. And we're always getting to this kid late, a few minutes late, so... I blame you, Cappy, to be honest with you. I kind of blame Lindsay. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll just blame Lindsay since she's not in the room with either of us yeah, today. Right. We can just get by with I just that. just need actually. to blame on somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Blake Harris, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, your thoughts. Go. <laughs> <laughs> George, can you imagine if you would have been saying that back in March? Like, we really would be riding our hot take wagon if we were saying it was going to be Dodgers, D-backs, and the NLDS, but... It's going to be a fun one. I mean, the Dodgers are playing a division opponent. They're very familiar with them. Uh, it's going to be a fun and interesting five-game series, to say the least. You think? I mean, I was saying this earlier. Like, I, I just can't even imagine a world where the Dodgers don't win this series. Yeah. I mean, you look at the matchup on paper and just as a whole, this is a series the Dodgers should win in three games, maybe even four games. But as, if we've learned anything in recent years while watching the MLB playoffs, I don't care if the Dodgers are playing the 105-loss Royals in a five-game series. I think the Royals could take a series. So anything can happen in the postseason, and especially after seeing what happened last year in the postseason as well. So, again, this is a series I definitely think the Dodgers got an easier draw having to play the D-backs as opposed to the Brewers because I know the Brewers are without a starting pitcher, but I thought their starting pitching, their bullpen was really, really good. And I was kind of worried for the Dodgers to face them, and especially the fact that the Dodgers somehow – avoided the Phillies in the NLDS because of the way the bracket works, and they have to be the Braves' problem in the NLDS. So, yeah, this is the easiest matchup the Dodgers could have asked for. I think the D-backs only won 84 games this season. So you're playing a 500 team that you took down 8-5 to this year in 13 games. Again, on paper, it should be a very easy series for the Dodgers. But, again, postseason baseball, it's, it's a whole different animal.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. And look, I, I think the D-backs, to your point, have a nice young team. They, you know, Zach Gallen obviously is great, but I'm with you on the Milwaukee stuff. I mean, Corbin Burns wasn't going to have one of those outlier starts again. I don't think, at least. So, I, I while Zach Gallen is fantastic, um, I, I, I didn't want to have to see the Brewers pitching staff. Although they did, they were missing Woodruff, so there was that part of the equation too, which I think honestly ended up hurting them. Because uh, they had to start Peralta in the second game. But let's get back to the Dodgers. Enough of the Brewers. So what are the areas of concern if you're the Dodgers? Like if you were nitpicking here and saying, all right, these are the areas I got to watch out for against this Diamondbacks team. Yeah, I mean, really the only thing that worries me when facing this D-backs team is something that we saw Arizona take advantage of when they played the Dodgers this year. And that's how aggressive this team is on the bases. We know that's kind of the Dodgers' biggest weakness is holding runners on and that whole kind of process. And Arizona has a number of speedy guys that I feel like they're going to be wanting to run all over the Dodgers. Obviously, Clayton Kershaw is one of the best when it comes to picking guys off. So I think it'll be a little little difficult with him on the mound. But everyone else, uh, that's my biggest worry, is that Arizona is going to be stealing a lot of bases. The Dodgers aren't going to be able to hold them on. And all of a sudden, a lot of these walks, a lot of these singles are going to be turning into doubles and things like that, where now the D-backs have runners in scoring position. Outside of that, there, there's not really a much concern for me because the pitching staff for the D-backs, while they have guys like Gallon and Merrill Kelly, the Dodgers have fared very well against those guys this year. And the D-backs offense, although it's led by Corbin Carroll, they have a couple of, couple of other solid names. It's not really that deep of an Arizona lineup. So as long as the Dodgers can contain Corbin Carroll, maybe Christian Walker, the, the Dodgers pitching staff should have a field day with this uh, Arizona lineup. Okay, and scout Clayton Kershaw going into this postseason as he is, or at least as you think he is today. I think Dodgers fans just need to enter the postseason with an expectation that Kershaw is going to give you no more than five innings. Hopefully he's able to limit the damage in those five innings, but I think with his injury and with how the Dodgers kind of want to use the bullpen to their advantage, I think we're only going to see that out of him. So I think Clayton Kershaw, again, we saw his last couple of outings, although his stuff wasn't there, he still looks really, really good. And I, I think he's going to be able to hold this d backs lineup in check. And it definitely helps that he has a lot of familiarity with a lot of these guys. So Clayton Kershaw, I think he's going to look great. I think he's going to be solid. I think having all this extra rest is actually going to benefit him. And having him going game one, he, they officially announced him as the game one starter. This is a guy, he wakes up for these big moments. He's going to be ready. So I think Clayton Kershaw is going to do really, really well in this series against Arizona. I mean, look, we're in an era where obviously most pitchers do not go uh, more than six innings anyway. Um, it's very rare. As a matter of fact, do you know the last pitcher to have a complete game um, in the playoffs in Major League Baseball? Give me a hint. Don't tell me. Give me a hint. I mean, if I give you the hint, you're going to know. Well, I mean, is it recent? Um, it was about five years ago was the most recent one. Okay. I'll take a stab here. How about like a Justin Verlander? That's exactly who it was. Come yeah. on. Get out of here. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I feel smart. Yeah. Do you know who the most the one right before then who was the more recent like the the second most recent? Um, By the way, Verlander did it. Do you know who he did it against? Did it against? Uh, yeah. Not off the top of my head, but Blake, um, do you know 2018 who he did it against? Do you remember? Oh, 2018. 2018. So he was with what the Astros then. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, boy, I don't even remember who they played that year. I'm going to give up because I couldn't even tell you. The Yankees. They did it against the Yankees in the okay. ALCS. Uh, That's right. And, and then the go. year before, the second guy, I'll just give it to you, but Madison Bumgarner, oh, uh, 2017. Really, really yeah. mad bum. Against huh? the Mets in the uh, in the NLDS, I believe. Yeah. I always love that guy. At least in San Francisco, I love that guy because he's a badass. Yeah, Dodger fans don't love Madison Bumgarner. No, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, uh, Blake, let me ask you about the rest of this staff, which is what I was going to ask you. So, you don't expect anybody to go more six, more than six innings. What, what do you want from the rest of this staff? Like, what is a good outing for the rest of this staff at the moment? I think a good outing is, honestly, at this point, probably five innings. I mean, six would be fantastic, but we'll say five innings because the Dodgers have so many guys, and this is why I think maybe as a whole this might not be the best bullpen the Dodgers have had in recent years during the run. But I definitely think this is the deepest because there are – three to four guys that you can take out of the bullpen that can give you two, three, four innings. So if the Dodgers want to start Clayton Kershaw in game one and then have like a Ryan Yarbrough follow for three innings, set it up for Evan Phillips, all of a sudden you have a fresh bullpen for game two and they could do the exact same thing. Have Bobby Miller go five, maybe have Emmett Sheehan go two or three, and then you bring in Bruce Nargraderall for the ninth. So having these long men available Man, if all goes according to plan with how the Dodgers want to set this up and these starters can go deep into games, this could be such a fresh bullpen where, honestly, if the Dodgers make it a quick series by going three or four games, they might only need to use 
three or four different arms out of the bullpen as a whole. Blake, you mentioned that Kershaw was announced as the Game 1 starter. Uh, has the Game 2 slash Game 3, are those starters already out there? So Game 2 looks like it's going to be Bobby Miller. I don't know if that's officially official, but it, it pretty much looks like it's going to be. Game 3, they haven't announced it yet. It sounds like Dave Roberts, when talking today, was kind of hyping up Lance Lynn just a little bit to be the mm-hmm. Game 3 starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that's not the case. I hope the Dodgers go a different direction. Uh, do you guys want a, a quick hot take on why I think Lance Lynn should not even be on the NLC. Go ahead. Roster. Give it to me. How give hot it to is me, this yeah. take? Yeah, let me know. This might be hotter than the temperature outside, Scott. You may have to go get a, a nice, cool Coors Light beverage to okay. uh, cool yourself down with because this is hot. So the NLDS schedule is very weird. There's an off day on Sunday. There's an off day on Tuesday. If the Dodgers should choose, they could go with a three-man rotation in the NLDS. If that's the case, you have Kershaw on normal rest, Bobby Miller on normal rest. You don't need Lance Lynn. So if you don't need Lance Lynn for this first series, you can add an additional arm in your bullpen, like a Michael Grove, like an Emmett Sheehan, one of these guys that is probably one of the last options remaining to crack the roster. And if you do that, I mean, I already talked about the Dodgers bullpen being really deep as it is, but by keeping Lance Lynn off just for this series and adding one of these guys, you essentially now have five guys that can give you two or three innings. So I don't think the Dodgers go that route necessarily because, again, it sounds like they want him to start game three. But I think Kershaw, Bobby Miller, Ryan Tepio, those three are more than enough. Again, the rest are on normal rest. And you add an additional arm to your bullpen should there be a disaster start through and then there where you need guys to cover innings. That's just my kind of hot take, a uh, little conspiracy theory that I put together. I love it. I love it, Blake. All right, Blake Harris. Follow him on Twitter at Blake H. Harris. If you want hot takes like that, listen to the podcast Inside the Ravine and go see what he's doing in print, the Lord's work on his Substack, the Blake Harris Substack, all Dodgers all the time. Uh, fantastic appearance as always, buddy. We'll talk to you uh, soon. We'll talk to you next week after the Dodgers have played a couple games. Yeah, hopefully when I'm talking to you guys next week, we're talking about a Dodgers series win and uh, not about an early exit like last that's true. year. That is true. Yeah, that's true. All right, we'll do that, buddy. Talk to you soon. Later, there Balake. He is. Balake. All right, Cappy, coming up next, mm. uh, a couple of things. I want to talk about, number one, how you – insulted and offended a blind person who you do business with and how Brock Purdy is a lot like you, Cappy, in a lot of ways. More than you probably ever would have imagined. Undefeated, huh? Well, not really that part. We'll get to it in a moment.